the tenth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who does not who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of our resurrected Lord Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, a blessed Good Shepherd Sunday to you all on this, the fourth Sunday of Easter. Every year on this Sunday, we celebrate Christ as our Good Shepherd with these readings or similar ones before us that uplift this central theme. The roles in this story are straightforward. I've already said that Christ is our Good Shepherd, and that leaves us to be the sheep. And then everything out there in our lives that acts contrary to God and God's kingdom, sin, death, The devil, all of it can be the figurative wolf that threatens to take us, that threatens to scatter us, that threatens the very safety of the sheep. And every time this allegory comes around, we tend to fixate on what these stories say about the sheep. It's natural that we as sinful, selfish human beings tend to think that it's always only about defining who we are how we might be acting and what we might be doing and how that relates to the good shepherd and the work that they are called to do. But rather, what our good shepherd gospel passage from John and from Psalm 23 that we all know very well, they invite us to consider what this important allegory says about our God, our good shepherd. The loving relationship that exists between them is abundant and unconditional between our God, our good shepherd, and the sheep. Our good shepherd's compassion and love went so far as to lay down our good shepherd's life for us, the sheep. And more than this allegory revealing all that our good shepherd has and would do for us, It is meant to describe how intimately our God knows us. How closely the good shepherd knows the sheep and the sheep know him. Some of you may know how both literal and figurative this knowing is between a shepherd and sheep. 
If you've been a part of a farming culture, a farming community, you've likely heard stories in a similar vein before. For my wife Anna and her brothers growing up, they found themselves in such a context. Apart from having many farming family friends, my father-in-law's work in conservation law enforcement gave them plenty of chances to take care of animals. It never took them long to develop a trusting relationship with their animals, one that would, that would look like them calling out with their voices to these animals that would recognize them and come running, all imagery that resonates with our gospel story today. And apart from those stories close to my family, I've heard other stories like them that make this good shepherd text come to life. One such story I remember was told by a seminary professor uh, about his family friend who was a farmer and an expert sheep breeder. Well, this friend, he was at the county fair. This is where they presented their livestock and were judged in a competition for how well they were raising and breeding and raising the sheep. Well, that friend, that farmer got pulled away from his sheep momentarily and the safety of their pen to help somebody else out with something. And when he came back, he was horrified to find that his sheep were gone. Someone had stolen his sheep. And because of some past drama, he had his suspicions about who might have done it. And his suspicion led him to the neighboring county where this person lived that was his suspect for stealing his sheep. And he attended the county fair, since it was in a neighboring county or district, to help uh, to, to, to see if, if this was the person that had taken his sheep. Sure enough, when he showed up for the day of judging for the sheep, he watched his own sheep be herded into the corral by the very person he had suspected. And he stood up in the audience and began doing his familiar, familiar call to his sheep, who immediately stopped following the commands of the thief and moved toward their good shepherd. I know that this story sounds made up, but it's totally true. My professor, even in sharing the story, said that he called out his farmer friend in the story by saying, come on, you can't really recognize your sheep. And they recognized your voice in the midst of a busy arena, to which the farmer replied without hesitation, of course I know my sheep and they know me. Dear friends, God knows us too. No matter what about this life may make us unrecognizable to ourselves or to those who love us most. God will never not be able to know us, to hear our bleats, to hear our cries for our good shepherd. And what is more, we will always be able to recognize our good shepherd's voice above the noise of this world. Maybe not at first or when we might expect, but this mighty voice will always pierce through whatever noise and suffering this life might cause. We believe this, we know this because of how this voice, the will of God, broke through the death of Jesus on a cross and tore the temple curtain in two and split the temple stone. 
It moved the tombstone that covered the grave of Jesus so that he could rise from death to life. Through this mighty act, our God has boldly known us and called us to the same knowing. Knowing that we are a resurrected people. That we are all sheep worthy of God's fold. And that's the other part of this well-known Good Shepherd gospel that I appreciate so much, but it is often glossed over. Well, our Bible study group didn't miss it this past week from verse 16. I have no other, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Together at Bible study, we celebrated the fact that unlike other good shepherds accounts that harbor exclusive imagery of our God's sheep and fold, this account explains how God has other sheep. This other this narrative therefore seems entirely inclusive and all sheep in this world are welcomed into the fold of God's pasture. All deserve to be known and are known as God knows us through the saving love of Jesus. That's all that I have to say today, the gospel in short. You are known by your God, you are loved. And not surprisingly for you guys, I thought of a song that celebrates this truth. I first heard it at a youth gathering in Houston, Texas a few years ago. It's a song called Known by the artist Torin Wells. And instead of trying to play it myself because it's a very complicated and difficult song, I'll share the audio of the original recording for you to meditate on for this message today, for your reminder that you are known and that you are loved by God. Let this ballad be your reminder anytime you need to know that you are known, which means you are loved by God.